you are listening to Welcome to the Other Side, the podcast for parents navigating the turbulent waters of divorce and getting their footing in a new land. I'm your host, Meg Gluckman, certified coach and divorced mom of two kiddos, and I'm ready to share strategies for how you can move on from your divorce, how to co-parent without drama, and how to thrive in your post-divorce life. You are not alone on this journey. There's so much we can share together. Let's jump in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Meg. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. It is fall in the Pacific Northwest. I just found my first lobster mushroom on a hike the other day, sauteed that puppy up. It's very tasty. Um, My kids, of course, would not touch it, but that's all right. All for me. It is also the season of uh, Trader Joe's pumpkin spice coffee, which is a favorite of mine. (laughs) I joke about my love for it being very disproportional to the the value of it, I guess. (laughs) But I do love it. I do love it. I stock up and and keep a bunch for for the whole year. I wanted to talk today about questions, the questions we ask ourselves, the or the questions that we don't notice that we're asking ourselves as well. So when I start my one-on-one practice with a new client, I always spend the first session talking about goals. And we get very clear on what they're trying to achieve, where they want to go, you know, whether it's in the next six weeks, whether it's in the next six months, whether it's in the next six years, we we set out some some goalposts. And we also look at where we're starting from. And once we have kind of the baseline and the goalposts set, then I'll start listening for what their questions are, the questions that they are asking themselves. And so often, we're not conscious of what these questions are, not truly conscious of them being questions. I think mostly my clients would identify them as worries. So I'm worrying that X, Y, and Z is going to happen, or I'm worrying that my co-parent will not agree to whatever my request is. And I work with them to get very specific on actually what is the question that's at the root of that worry and can we answer it and move on. Often our brain will frame it for us as this fear or worry or question and we won't actually investigate it. It's it's almost like our brain puts up a fence so that we won't go too close to the edge. I was on a hike actually the other day with my son And there's this one curve in the hike where um, whoever maintains the trails, I think it's our beautiful parks department, um, put up a railing, right? Because it's kind of a ravine on the other side of it. And you can't even really see into the ravine from where the railing is. Um, But we know it's over there. And I think that's kind of what our brain does. We put up this railing so that we don't even go close to looking at what's on the other side. And my job as a coach is to hold your hand and look over the edge. So what we do is we flush out 
what are the questions that we are afraid of? Some of the categories that this usually falls into is for folks that are going through their divorce as we're coaching, they might be, will I have enough money? Will the parenting schedule work out for my job? Will my co-parent agree to the holiday schedule that I want? Will my co-parent be supportive of changes that I want to make? Maybe I want to move or maybe I want to change jobs or maybe I want to change our schedule. And so what I do is walk them through it. Okay, let's walk through the question. Let's say, let me pull up an example here. Let's say you want to ask your co-parent to agree to a certain kind of holiday schedule. Let's walk through it. So let's say your co-parent doesn't agree to that holiday schedule. Then what happens? Right? And we'll start brainstorming what are your next steps? What will you do if that happens? And then we also investigate some alternative routes. Let's say your co-parent proposes this kind of holiday schedule. Then what do you want to do? And we kind of go down and we create all these alternative options of how you might navigate through this. It's almost like we draw up a map of how you would navigate. And then you can take that map and you can put it on the shelf, you know, until you're ready to propose the holiday schedule or until you're ready for your next conversation with your co-parent. And it's like your brain is done worrying about it. And we do this over and over again. I love, I know there's a lot of my clients that come in that were not the primary breadwinner. And maybe they're in the midst of their divorce and they're worried about their financial future. They're worried about how fast they might need to get a job and how the money's going to all get divided up and so forth. It's a very common, common fear. And we walk through it. We literally will go through and say, okay, if this is what happens, you know, this is what you decide for spousal support. And this is what is decided for child support. And this is what your current job, you know, maybe you have a part-time job or something. This is what you earn. Okay. What, what does that look like then? What are your expenses? We get very specific because that is the specificity is the enemy of worry and anxiety. When we get very specific about what the situation is and all the different ways that we might choose to navigate it, then we can dissolve our worry and our anxiety about it. But we have to be willing to get very specific. So on the financial piece, we will look very specifically at what are your expenses? What do you need on a month-to-month basis? And then given all these different factors that you don't know yet how they will fall, you know, on the table, let's let's play with some different scenarios. Let's figure out what all your options might be. All right. And then again, it's like you're creating this map. Well, if spousal support goes this way or if I get a job like this, then I will do X, Y, and Z. And then you can just decide on what your next step forward is. 
when we have these questions lingering out there, like, I don't know if I'll be able to financially support myself, right? That comes as a statement. You hear how I said it as a statement. I don't know if I'll be able to financially support myself. In reality, it's a question. Will I be able to support myself? Or how will I be able to support myself? And we can spend so many sleepless nights with that question running around our brain instead of answering it and getting extremely specific. It's been very interesting. I've run through this recently with one client. And what we found was the gap between what she thought you know, spousal support would look like and what she can earn in her current job right now, you know, there's a there's a very small gap that she might need to cover. And she has savings to be able to cover it for years until she makes some change, say, with her job. So she actually doesn't have a problem right now. But it wasn't until we got very specific and we and we looked at hard numbers and we asked the question and we went down that path that she could figure out that there actually was no problem there. Okay, so after I spend time with clients identifying these hidden questions and answering them, creating their map of how they'll navigate it, all the different options. Then I start asking my clients different kinds of questions. And I encourage them to ask themselves very different kinds of questions. Our brains love questions. They love to go on a hunt and be curious, right? And so let's feed our brains some questions that light us up that have us feeling empowered and capable. When we change the kind of questions that we ask ourselves, we can really change our identity from feeling kind of defensive or almost in a victim role to being the creator of our life and feeling very empowered and proactive. So I wanted to share with you some of the questions or the types of questions that I'll ask my clients. So here's one fun one. In a year or two years, whatever time frame you want to look at, what do I want my Tuesdays to look like? Right? It's not what does my Tuesday look like next week? But like in my dream, what do I want my Tuesdays to look like? Here's another one. How might I actually become a better parent given this new parenting schedule? So whether you're in the midst of a divorce or you're after a divorce and things are changing with your parenting schedule, asking yourself, no matter whether you're in favor of it or not, how might I actually become a better parent with this new schedule? Here's another one I like. What will I be most proud of a year from now? Ooh, this is so juicy. It almost has me like tearing up, right? What will I be most proud of a year from now? 
to just take a moment and recognize that you can be proud of yourself for all you have figured out, for all you have done, for the person you are, for how you have changed and how you have been brave. I love it. Next one. If this fear or anxiety or anger suddenly magically disappeared, what would my life be like? If this fear or anxiety or anger suddenly magically disappeared, what would my life be like? We don't have to get into how to make it disappear right now. That's not what we're feeding our brain. We're trying to show our brain options of how our life could be different. Here's another one. Which of my strengths are most helpful right now? I love this question because it infers that you have a lot of strengths and it's good to bring them to mind. Which of your strengths are most helpful right now? Here's one that is another self-reflection one. If all I could feel was love and appreciation for myself, what would change? My clients often come in very self-critical. They beat themselves up about decisions they've made in the past. They're critical about how they're navigating divorce and how they're navigating co-parenting. And I offer them, if all you could feel was love and appreciation for yourself, what would change? Okay, and I'll end with this question. If I knew with perfect certainty that I could handle anything that comes my way, and I'd be fine, how would I live differently? I'll read it one more time. If I knew with perfect certainty that I could handle anything that comes my way and I'd be fine, how would I live differently? So this is the challenge that I'll leave you with. Identify the question that you are not answering right now. I encourage you to write them down, flush them out of your brain, <laughs> make your brain get specific about what the question is. Is it something about co-parenting? Is it something about finances? Is it something about your job? Is it something about parenting? Is it something about a new relationship? Is it something about scheduling or time, right? Write it down, get specific. and then answer it. Even if you think that you are answering it, if you have like answering it in your brain, if you have ruminated on a question for more than a couple days, or like it goes away, but it comes back, then it hasn't fully been answered. You haven't fleshed it all the way out. So I encourage you to write it down and really Really go to the ends with it. And then after you've gotten those questions out, take some of the, the future-focused, strength-based questions that I've proposed here and answer them. I'll write them in the show notes too so that you can just look quickly at the episode and see what those questions were. Before this podcast was called Welcome to the other side. 
it was called Powerful Decisions. And I focused primarily on decision-making. And I love I love decision-making. And I highly encourage you, if you haven't listened to any of those older episodes, go all the way back. Go to the first episode of this podcast and listen to it. It is so rich about decision-making and how to be faster and more confident in your decision-making. A key to making those decisions is getting clear on the questions. It is hard to move forward making decisions if we are not being very clear with what the questions are. And the rate at which we can make decisions is really the rate at which we ask ourselves these questions. So if you want to be making more decisions, if you want things to be changing and improving more rapidly in your life, then asking yourself more questions is the first step to doing that. All right, y'all, I hope this has got your brain noodling on some new things. And I will see you over on the socials. Come talk to me over on Instagram. If you hang out there, I'd love to know if you're asking yourself some of these questions. And I will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you would like more support in your life during or after your divorce, I encourage you to hop over to my website and check out the resources that I have there. I have an awesome class called Fearless Co-Parenting that you can download. It's chock full of strategies and mindset work that you can apply to your co-parenting relationship today for things to start feeling easier. If you want to work with me live, you have two options. I have a bi-monthly co-parenting support group that you're welcome to join. Or if you're craving one-on-one -on -one personal support and are ready to make some big changes, then you can sign up for my private coaching program. Lots more information on both offerings at my website, meggluckman.com. So go check it out and see how things can get a little easier, a little more peaceful and a little more fun. Bye for now.